Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Hey everybody, Rev here. Just a few things before we get into the episode this week. We have made some updates to our Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash thecritshow to get all the information about the new and updated tiers. The Chosen tier is already gone, which is super exciting. If you were someone who was interested in the Chosen tier and it was gone before you got there, feel free to send me an email uh, at com uh, just to open up a line of communication in case we end up opening up a second one. And the other thing I just wanted to mention, what we're going to be streaming this week as we make our push for partner on Twitch. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, then tomorrow, Thursday, Kim and Megan are going to be playing Cuphead at 8 p.m. Eastern. Then this Saturday, the 16th, we are going to be playing the one-page RPG Jason Statham's Big Vacation, where Kim, Tass, and Megan will be Jason Statham's entourage, trying to make sure that he has the best four-day weekend ever because he needs a vacation, and they have to protect his vacation from Wesley Sniper, who is out there wanting to ruin Jason's fun. Then on Monday the 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be playing Truth or Draw, which is a game that Megan has played a ton. It is Uno, except every time you play a draw two or a draw four card, whoever had that card played against them, we have a random deck of Truth or Dare style questions. And we will get one of those questions, and we have to answer it. And if we don't answer it, then we actually have to draw twice as many cards as listed on the draw two or the draw four. So we'll be drawing four cards or eight cards if we choose not to answer the question that comes with it. If you would like to submit questions to be added into the randomizer for the questions we will get as we play Truth or Draw, send those to us or tag us on Twitter at The Crit Show. Or if you're on the Discord, you can message those to Kim. And then on Thursday, the 21st at 8 p.m., Megan and I are going to be sitting down to do some goose crimes. We're going to be playing the co-op version of Untitled Goose Game, and Kim is going to be running the chat, and we're going to be doing some Twitch predictions, uh, which lets you wager your channel points uh, as we go through different areas and we make a, a prediction as to, you know, who will get the farmer wet first or who will end up with the bell. Uh, we'll have different predictions that will come up that you can wager on and 
earn some more channel points, which we're going to turn into points that you can use uh, for some things during streams in the future. So again, that is this Thursday, Megan and Kim with Cuphead. Saturday the 16th, Jason Statham's Big Vacation, the one-page RPG. Monday the 18th, Truth or Draw. And Thursday the 21st, Untitled Goose Game. If you don't follow us yet, you can head over to twitch.tv slash thecritshow and get notifications whenever we go live with all of these games. And I think for now that's everything, so it's time to let the recap roll. And you do notice that there are additional antenna coming off of his back. One of them looks very familiar. And you see that what he is showing on his face is grief, but that his one mechanical eye is looking at Megan, and you see the red glow in it starting to get larger and brighter. I'm going to step and turn, putting myself between Jingles and Megan and kind of like covering her. Margaret is standing. She has got a gun in her hand that she has drawn from a spring clip under her desk, and she is not quite sure where to train it. What's going on? Somebody's put bad tech in Jingles. Oh, God. I think our secret's out. We had a bit of a tussle with Jingles. He did shoot a laser beam at us. So I think the mole knows what's going on. Me and Megan are kind of thinking we need people here to keep a close eye on whatever's going to be the most vulnerable when we drop these protections. All right. So Jake, you set this magic off. You take two points of damage, one for the magical backlash and one for pushing yourself while you are unstable. But as you fall to the ground, you see an image appear inside of the circle. Jingles steps into the elevator on the fourth floor. It goes down. And as it goes down, smoke starts rolling in through the air vent and a person appears. It's Natalie and she hands Jingles a file and then turns into vapor again and exits the vent. Tass, you are on the second floor positioned up with many of the other agents of the IPT. And next to you, you hear the ding of the elevator. And at the same time, you hear Jingle's voice start to come over the intercom, telling everyone to reestablish the wards. The elevator door opens, and you find Jake lying unconscious in a pool of blood. Megan, inside of Margaret's office, you hear the command from Jingles for everything to be cut off. And then maybe 60 seconds later, uh, the command for it to be brought back online. Well, it doesn't seem... Like that was too much of a to-do. Yeah, if I can use the comms to check in with the guys. Did it work? He collapsed, but he's breathing. I'm getting him to the infirmary, and we'll just try to get him stabilized and see what happened. And I'll tell Margaret. It seemed to have worked. I don't know. I guess Jake's not doing great. Uh, Tass has taken him to the infirmary. Well, all right. I suppose we should head down there and see what he found out. Yeah. And so the two of you head to the elevator uh, and go down to the third floor and go towards the infirmary. Tass, you have gotten Jake into a bed, and uh, some of the IPT crew are starting to treat him. Uh, They have got an IV hooked up to him, feeding him some fluids, and they are checking his vitals. Yeah, I I go over to Tass. Is he okay? What happened? I I don't know yet. I I mean, I assume it was just the strain. Like, he just collapsed right where he was standing. I think I want to try and reach out with my mind and see if I can connect with him in this state. Yeah, it's a little difficult because the surface thoughts are very sparse. And so you actually have to go a little deeper than you normally do. And as you push deeper into his mind to communicate with him, your surroundings become kind of hazy. And suddenly you're standing in front of a house. Jake, what does this house look like? Uh, She sees kind of like a little bungalow house, like a relatively small place with 
big windows on the front and kind of wrapping around the sides and like a little porch area that you can access from a couple sides of the house. I think she can just hear water lapping somewhere off in like the nebulous distance. Is there a hammock on the on the porch? No, but there's one of those like cushy, comfy porch swings. And Megan, that's where you see Jake. He is sitting on that porch swing, just kind of staring out in the distance as if there were water there. Jake. Huh? Hi. Sorry. I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. This this feels like I went too far, but I I just needed to know that you were okay. Where are we? Uh, I, that's a good question. What is this place? I don't know. It's nice. Yeah, uh, it is. Do you remember what just happened, uh, being in the elevator? Yeah, now that you mention it. Okay, you did the, you did the ritual to, to see what happened in there with Jingles. Do you remember what you saw? Uh, God, that sounds really familiar. Let me think about it. Come on in. Okay. Yeah, follow him in. Uh, so Jake, you open the door. Uh, what does Megan see when she steps inside? There's a hallway that seems to lead a little bit deeper into the house and there's a couple doors on each side and down the hall it seems to kind of open up into a more like open area of the house um and i think all of the doors like somehow you can kind of see sunlight pouring in from under them like as if every room is extremely well lit uh and i just head down the hall past those doors on either side to where it opens up into kind of like an open concept kitchen and uh open the fridge you want anything sure what do you have name it um i'll take like a capri sun I pull out a Capri Sun. <laughs> that does. That very much seems like something that would exist in the fridge in my mindscape. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, elevator. I'm drinking my own Capri Sun as I'm in thought. Yeah. There was like a smoke. Did the elevator catch fire? Did I start a fire? I don't think so. Tass didn't say that. No. No, the smoke came in through the vent. In through the vent? Yeah. And then it like took a shape. It was a person. The smoke turned into a person. Yeah, the smoke turned into a person. Who was it? She looked so familiar. Natasha? Natalie? Natalie. Natalie sounds right. And you you know her? Yeah, Natalie. She's the one who uh, who reported the vampires in Hawaii to us. Vampires in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, Natalie, vampires in Hawaii. Okay. Um, listen, you got hurt pretty bad, okay? You're being taken care of. Everyone's with you and you're going to be fine, but I think you just need to chill for a bit, okay? And rest here can do this place rules yeah it's pretty cool and i'm trying not to like look around a whole lot I've, i don't think i've ever pushed this far into somebody's mind before and this feels real invasive yeah um but i really do have to go back and and get this information to everybody else before natalie 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 yes okay natalie before whoever that is gets away is there anything else you remember that i need to know um she turned back into smoke and went back out the vent Okay. Anything weird about the smoke? Was it like really thick or really thin and wispy? No, it was really thin. Okay. And and when it turned into her, did she look like a person? Did she look like a monster? She just looked like Natalie. Okay. I can't think of anything else. Um, if there's nothing else that you remember that seemed weird other than the obvious, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this back to Tass and Margaret. Okay. You want an ice cream sandwich for the road? Oh, I really do. Really, really do. Is it? Do you have like the generic kinds? Like just the Kroger brand? Yeah, like the most generic, like the most generic ice cream sandwich, I think tastes better. I mean, obviously, I'll take whatever you have, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, being awfully choosy in here. You said name it when I came to drink. In my head, the most generic ice cream sandwich is like super cheap ice cream and two pieces of like bread. (laughs) (laughs) A scoop of ice cream (laughs) on wheat. 
I'll hand you a uh, a generic. They're the mini ones. They're yes. like the little ones. I like the mini ones better. Perfect. Can I get two of those? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll hand off two. All right. Good luck. I'll see you. I'll see you later. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. Hey, um, close the door on the way out. Oh, yeah, of course. Cool. And I'll close the door behind me. And I think I just kind of release myself from this feeling of trying to go into his mind and pull back away from it to myself. And you find yourself standing back inside of the infirmary. Oh, okay. So, um I just I just reached out to Jake's mind and he's in there. He was in like a house. Um he's okay, but I did get to talk with him. Okay. And I just look at him and Margaret and I say, "Natalie?" He said it was somebody named Natalie. Natalie what? Uh she she came in through the vents as like a wispy smoke that came in through the vents and then turned into a person and he said it, it just looked like her, Nat- Natalie. And she's the one who gave Jingles the files. Yep, she handed him the file, and that's all he had for me, so. Shit. Yeah, shit. Who's Natalie? Natalie is one of our field agents who, about a year ago, brought back a couple of other agents who had been turned. It's where this team went to Hawaii and encountered Esten and his ghouls. She went on to become the lead of our engineering department, and she's now stationed on the Eye of Ra. What's the Eye of Ra? Remember when I told you we went into outer space? Yeah. It went bad, but they rebuilt a new station, and, well, that's that's pretty much it. It's like a whole bunch of different organizations that work with IPT that have put all of their resources together to be able to, you know, hunt monsters and have a, a big, powerful satellite in outer space to coordinate. So she's at, like, a hub of information for not just the IPT, but a bunch of different organizations like the IPT. Yes, and she's responsible for constructing much of the technology that gets shared amongst them. So she's on she's on the space station. When? Because she was here. She handed Jingles this file. I mean, depending on what she is, we've seen a lot of different things move in a lot of different ways. Vampires in particular, we've seen a few different types that can travel as smoke. Through space? I mean, it's essentially teleportation, just like Jake does. He bursts into flame. So you could teleport to outer space? Yep. Oh. Man, I feel stupid for not catching this earlier. I mean, she was the one that kind of coordinated with us on the stuff in Hawaii. Like, of course. So what now? I mean, if she's up there, how many other people are up there? I mean, how do we stop her? I mean, it all just depends on what... I mean, obviously she knows something. I have a hard time believing that everything she set up was just very detailed fail-safes. I have to assume that she is operating through that, which means that she knows we're on the trail at least. So if we show up, everybody up there might be in danger. They might be in danger right now. How long do we think it'll be before Jake's up and running? I mean, you don't look great either. No, I am barely standing. Margaret speaks into her calm. Jingles, if you could join us in the infirmary, please. And after a moment, he comes in. And when he does, she turns to the infirmary crew. Hey, give us the room for a moment. And they all pause and kind of glance at one another, and then they file out. And she looks at the two of you, your comms, and she holds her hand out. I'll hand him over. Yeah, give him over. Uh, and then she goes over and she grabs the one from Jake's ear and her own, and she drops them all on the ground, and she stomps on them and grounds her heel And then she looks back at Jingles. Your focus, Jingles, needs to be on making this building self-sustaining. 
We're not connected to anything else. Nothing else is connected to us. Yeah, but, and she glares at him. Yeah, okay. It's going to take a little bit, but I'll, I'll just start closing off things now. What's the excuse that I give? Virus, software issue, I don't care. Just work as fast as you can and don't answer any questions you don't have to. And he turns and walks out. Do we have any way to get up there? I mean, we reestablished the teleporters to get crew back and forth. Okay, I mean... If she's going to be on to us, she's going to know that we're going to use that. Anything else that goes up there are rockets usually filled with supplies or gear. So they built the Eye of Ra with at least some of the parts from Horus, right? Like, if there are any of the sections that they had used that Jake had been in, could he, in theory, teleport to one of those? I, I mean, I know they probably have the wards and stuff set up in each, but, I mean... The, the thought is sound, maybe? Yes, protections to... And she walks over to the door and, and starts looking at the wards built onto the room. They've got protections up there. We've got protections here. Whatever Natalie is, why is she able to get from one to the other? Why can she be in here? Oh, shit. I want to look at any of these wards and stuff and see if anything is out of whack from how I think it should be and how I've seen it before. See if they've, like, maybe manipulated it somehow to have a loophole. Roll investigate a mystery. Okay. Uh, that's a 10, but I think I want to back that off to a mixed success so that I can fill in a bubble for Willem's fortune. Oh, all right. How many bubbles do you have in Willem's fortune? This will be my first. I'm okay. <laughs> trying to build this back up. Yeah, and so just a reminder for everybody, Willem's fortune, uh, they can turn a full success into a mixed success or a mixed success into a fail, uh, and get one kind of charge to put into Willem's Fortune. When they get four charges, they have a point of luck inside of this necklace, uh, and it can hold up to two charges. I actually have a question that occurred to me ages ago, and I haven't had a chance to uh, verbalize here with you all. What could I? What could I try to sell you on now that I have advanced moves? Like if I got a 12-plus and backed off you know, that super success of an advanced move. Is there any, like, extra or incentive for backing that down? Um, yes. Oh. But not the way you think. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that you can back a advanced success, a 12-plus, down to a fail, and it will completely fill one of those points of luck. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh, my God. So sacrificing that in any other tier doesn't do anything, but sacrificing that all the way down to the fail supercharges it and and fills that luck. Because you basically are doing the exact opposite of luck. You are going from the best possible success to absolutely failing what you have tried to do. So it will store that success for you to use later. I dig it. Okay. What became of TJ's Willem's fortune? That's a phenomenal question because obviously it was lost when he died, uh, whether it fell in the snow, whether he lost it in the scuffle. But you do know that Willem's fortune is still working. Oh, no. So someone who is familiar with the other six of you does possess it. This cannot be. I can't believe this. Because Tass has used his point of Willem's fortune recently. Uh, but yes, so the, the fate of TJ's Willem's fortune is unknown, but you do know that it is still working. Well, I have one more question for you. Yeah. What's being concealed here? So as you start to look through the runes, on the building. You compare them to the photos that you have from the Eye of Horus. Uh, you compare them to the ones that you have photos of from Rev's place. Uh, you guys have kind of collected a plethora of images of different runes. 
And the thing that is being concealed here is that there is a ward that you know that Rev has in his area that protects against different kinds of cryptids. And each angle of the symbol on it represents a different cryptid. You see that one recreated here, but there is a line missing from it. And the line missing from the ward represents vampires. Oh, hey, look at this. Like, the symbol specifically for vampire just isn't there. Well, that's quite an oversight. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, I'm going to go let Jingles know about this and contact a few of the other locations to make sure they check their wards. Uh, And she leaves, and she sends the infirmary team back in. I think my first thought is to tend to Megan, but I don't know that I can. Can I? Like, if I have medicked once or done first aid at all, but she hasn't taken a new injury, I can't just do it more later, can I? Oh, that's right. They have to take a a new injury for you to be able to 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 medic them. Yeah, I think so. And like, I don't know, now that I'm at IPT2, having interacted with Megan so much and seeing this like bizarre internal damage that she gets or whatever it is that hurts her when she uses this, I think I would just be trying to stock my pack with like better supplies to to help that specifically too. I, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, so I think it's, um, you know, that your med kit before was a lot of gauze and different ointments and staples. And I think that you can replace some of that stuff with needles that have, again, kind of the different iron boost and um, just things to help get her uh, metabolism and her levels right. Uh, Whatever it is that's being expended from her when she does this to kind of help make her feel uh, whole again. Nice. Cool. I think I turn to Megan again. Okay, we have another option here because I'm really feeling like time is super important. Obviously, this stuff is moving and my guess is Natalie knows at least some of what's going on, if not all of it. So we got to figure out a way to get up there, but ain't none of us doing very good right now. Yeah. So we have what's called werewolf serum. Please tell me that that's just a fancy name. I can if you would like. It's kind of gross, but it is what it is. It is a mix of regenerative werewolf blood and like they imbue it with some sort of time speed up magic or something. And it just makes you feel real good, but... It can get addictive, and if you take too much in a short span of time, what happened to our buddy TJ can happen. You kind of go halfway between werewolf and regular person pretty much permanently. That's why we don't carry this stuff in the field anymore. It's like emergency situation only from here on out. What do you mean time speed up magic? I wish I could even remotely describe that to you, but that is not my thing. I don't know, Taz, that sounds really dangerous, but I mean, I guess if we don't have any other option. You always have the option. I'm making an executive decision for me and Jake here because he's out and I don't know what else to do and we can't get there without him, but you always have a choice. Yeah, but time speed up magic? Like, is that like it takes time from the rest of your life? I mean, my guess based on kind of how it was described is that it is used to speed up how quickly the werewolf like blood regenerates because it already, you know, they regenerate pretty quickly, but not instantly. So this enhances that sort of. I don't lo- love this. How how much do you have to take for it to become addictive? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't take more than one a week. Like maybe not even that. Like, again, I, 
I stay away from this unless we have to go now. And this feels like a we have to go now situation. Do I have to decide right now? Well, you have to decide before Jake and I figure out how to get up there. Can we not take take it with us? Take it with us. I just mean I want to go into this healthy. Like, I don't want to get up there and it be chaos and Natalie have a, I don't know, a trap or something set for us right now. If I go up there and do that, I mean, she's just going to kill me. I don't think I'm going to take it. I I understand why, why you need to. That is absolutely 100% understandable. And uh, I'm going to go to IPT's Put in the order. <laughs> over-the-counter area here and call the CVS in here. <laughs> yeah, so you look over at one of the lab techs and you know, they have overheard a bit of this conversation. You give the nod and uh, they go out and come back in with two of the hypodermic needles filled with the werewolf serum. Can I use the first aid move on myself? Yes. Can you remind us how that works? Like the not the move that Tass has, but the mechanics in the game? Yeah. One to three harm wounds improve when you receive first aid and later when you rest. Heal one when you do. Yeah, so I think this counts as resting that you can heal one. I assume I should deduct some gear points for the serums. Yes. Are you getting three or just two? Just two. Okay. I'll pay the extra for the non-little packet of them. Okay. All right. First, I'm going to hit myself with one. All right. You are completely healed and stabilized. I think I'm just standing over Jake with the other one. I think I think I just do it. Jake. You are sitting inside of this little cabana on the beach, and you fly out of the living room into the sitting position. Suddenly very awake, you feel amazing. (gasps) What just happened? I'm sorry, man. I had to serum you. What? Okay, do you remember? Do you remember everything of what you saw? Which part? Before I was in my idyllic cabana? Or during? Or after, which is right now? You've ripped me from paradise, Tass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, all right, fair, but Natalie, you saw Natalie. Yeah, I saw Natalie. She's on the Eye of Raw. She has messed with the the sigils and stuff here so that she can teleport between there and here. It's been her the whole time. She's the one that sent us out and, like, gave us the specific information and the place to go and possibly get blitzed by all of the ghouls and stuff in Hawaii. So what are we doing? We've shut down all communications. Uh, IPT specifically, this location is like shut down from anybody else it's connected to. We got to figure out how to get up there and fast because if she's making any kind of move, we have to stop her now. I mean, when was the last time anybody like checked in that they can verify somebody else is still up there? Uh, Let's reconvene with Margaret and or Jingles and, and get those answers so that we can get moving. I start ripping IVs out of myself and grumbling about Capri Suns and (laughs) hammocks. And ice cream sandwiches. Ice cream sandwiches. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe you reminded me. Um, And yeah, I think I'm going to trail after Margaret. Yeah, follow. Uh, Yeah, so you all head back up to Margaret's office and uh, she has just hung up on a phone call. Good. You all look like you're ready to go. Yeah, pretty close. Um, We're going to get some information from you. I'm going to reset the sigils, or maybe Jake should, so that they protect against vampires so she at least can't get back in. And then we need to figure out how we're getting up there. Is there a way we could fix the sigil so that she could get back in, but then can't get back out? Ooh, set an ambush. I can try and find out. Cool. Where in IPT could I go do some research? Yeah, I think you could just go into the library uh, and... See if there are any, essentially, wards that keep things in instead of keep things out. 
all right, I'll go start looking through some books and worst case, I'll start fixing them back up to just prevent vampires entirely. But if I figure out a way that we can kind of trap her in here, I'll let you guys know. Okay, man. What can I do? Well, that's a good question. Let's see what else we can find out. Like, Margaret, is Natalie the only person that was IPT-specific staff that was up there? Or did we have anybody else up there? IPT staff, she was the only one. The bulk of the crew from the Eye of Horus is up there with her. Yeah, okay. Have we gotten any reports or anything specific from them recently? Yes, they check in daily. Okay. I'd love to look over that, see if there's... Anything that sticks out, maybe any subtle cries for help or something that they're trying to code. I mean, I don't know, just anything out of the ordinary that we can use. Yeah, so she pulls up the last communication video, and it's Sroka, and she's kind of going through a checklist of things. And you can tell this video gets sent out to multiple department heads, not just Margaret. Roll investigate a mystery as you're watching this. Okay. Thirteen. Is that one of your advanced moves? It is not. Ah, oh, then piss off. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing. All right, you get a hold too. Going with old trusty, what's being concealed? So what's being concealed here, as you're watching this briefing from Sroka, you notice that a couple of the other team members uh, are in the background. And at one point she turns and she glances at one of them and she shouts something to them. Uh, and when she turns and looks for a brief moment, you can see that the color of her eyes are not the same color they used to be. There's this brief moment where it seems like they're black. But then when she turns back to the camera, it doesn't seem to be that way anymore. Oh, no. Would that be enough to try to get an idea of what sort of creature is it? I think that with the things that you have encountered so far, the different vampires you have seen, both in this world and in other worlds, it seems like Sroka has some kind of a glamour uh, and that she is a vampire. Oh, shit. I'm going to like play it back and pause it right at that point where it seems like there's that shift. She's got some kind of glamour. Oh, it's not much. It's subtle. It's just hiding the eyes. Yep. What does that mean? She's a vampire. So either Soroka's been like this all along or Natalie's up there turning people. I mean, it would be a very simple hunting ground. Yeah. Especially if they didn't suspect because who did? Oh, God. Is there any reason to assume she wouldn't have turned them all? I mean, it's what, Margaret? It's been up there at least a couple of months, right? Oh, yes. Has the crew switched out much, or has it pretty much been the same members that we sent up? It's the same members you sent up with a few additions, including Natalie, who joined after the first week. We have to assume that they all are. Is there anything we can do? Because these are, like, you know these people, right? Yeah. Yeah, been through some tough shit with most of them up there. Can you undo somebody becoming a vampire yeah assuming natalie turned everybody up there if we can manage to pin her down and take her out in theory that should make everybody else cool again so assume they are all vampires in a space station (laughs) what do we do what can we do i mean my vote track down natalie take her out when we get up there i can try but i should be able to figure out where she is up there Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if I can pinpoint exactly where she is, you know, Jake's doing this research. If he can figure out how to trap something with these these runes instead of keeping them out, maybe we can contain her or them or whoever we need to to the space station, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God, because I can't imagine with what's going on that there's anything we're going to be able to say to get her to come back here. 
And I think it's probably safest to operate under the assumption that she knows all of it. I think maybe we got to go see what Jake's found out. Yeah. Margaret, real quick. So we have this teleporter pad, right? Like we have that. We have the like deliveries of of supplies and stuff that also go up. That's pretty much our only two options, right? Yes. Do you have any idea when the next one is supposed to be reaching them or where it's leaving from? Uh, I'd have to look. I, I'll be honest, I don't keep track of food and equipment shipments up to the Ivra. Yeah, absolutely. Fair. Um, okay, we're going to check in with Jake, see if we can pull this thing off, and then uh, we'll kind of reconvene and figure out that schedule if that's the way we want to go. All right. Uh, yeah, and we'll leave the office and head down to find Jake. All right, so Jake, down in the library, roll investigate a mystery as you go through these ancient tomes. Boxcars. Nice. All right, you get a hold too. Uh, I guess I'm thinking of what can it do? Yeah, I think that you are able to piece together a ward going through these books along with the images of the different wards that you have uh, where you could create a ward that would keep a specific type of creature inside uh, instead of exclude them from an area. I mean, that's really all I was in these books for, so I think I want to kind of just go with a what is being concealed here. So the thing that's being concealed here is that you do find a description of a series of wards that can be placed that will override so that let's say you have a bunch of small areas where you have protection from a couple of things. You could then put a bigger dome over that that protects from other types of things. So you could have layered defenses. Okay. Uh, and about the time you wrap up that book, Megan and Tass come down into the library. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, I think I've got what we were looking for. There's definitely a way that we can sketch out some runes that will keep something in rather than keeping something out. And I also figured out a way that we can kind of do like a shell outside of a shell that we could put one set of defenses outside of another set of defenses. So it kind of seems like maybe we could put a broad kind of umbrella around the space station as opposed to like within the runes within the space station. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's actually perfect. I mean, we we're just talking about instead of changing the runes here. So if she comes back, she gets trapped. We just do it up there. But if you could put one around the whole thing and then we don't have to worry about each individual room, right? As far as I can tell. What did you guys figure out? Well, we're really just trying to weigh our options on how we're supposed to get up there if that's the path we want to take. Oh, also, all your friends are probably vampires. At least one of your friends is a vampire. Right. God, we watched one of the reports from Sroka, and she has absolutely been turned. Just with the amount of time that they've been up there, probably everybody's turned, and Natalie probably knows at least the bulk of what's going on down here. Fuck, okay. But we know we can turn a vampire back by killing whoever turned them, right? Yep. So we're assuming Natalie turned everybody on the base. We think Natalie's been bad since Hawaii. Do we have any idea yet what happened to her? You mean like the person that turned her into a vampire? I mean, they're not necessarily turned. Some vampires are born vampires. Oh, what? Yeah, there is like a natural, like a bloodline progression that can result in a vampire or like the conventional bite and turn type deal. So if we don't know anything about her, that might merit some research. Because if she was turned and she's being controlled, we don't necessarily want to kill one of our own just because they're a victim too. Oh, God, yeah. How would we possibly find out that information? Uh, I mean, I could go chat with Ori. Who's Ori? He was a vampire that we met in Hawaii, and he was kind of, I mean, he was kind of part of the bad guys, but he wasn't really a bad guy. You know, like Wreck-It Ralph? He was actually pretty cool, so... We kind of got him out and squirreled him away where he would be safe. But he might know 
what happened to her. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe go check with him, see if he knows much. I mean, I know really up until they destroyed everything in Hawaii, he was in the dark on a lot of stuff, but he did get a little bit more when they started putting him in the field. Uh, I'm going to check again on some of these like times and paths of when they send up supplies, maybe see if that's a good avenue. And uh, yeah, well, let's meet back up and figure out our plan. Also, I would love to have an extra strategy as well, because we're thinking of ways to get up there. How do we get back? I mean, last time we were up there, it was as easy as marring some of the runes that prevent my teleportation, and then I could get out. Oh, okay. Well, that seems easy enough, as long as you're in a state to do that. Uh, I don't know exactly how long I'll be in Elnor, you know, relative to here, so... Oh, I'm sure you'll have plenty of time just in the time it takes me to ask Ori a few questions to figure out whatever you need to figure out before I get back. Okay. Sorry again, Megan. Time passes weird in Elnor. So what's Elnor? <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Good. Elnor is a different world that we got pulled to at some point bodily, which is why I can kind of go back and forth now because me as myself has been there and it's full of magic wood nymph fairy folk and... We hid our vampire there. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to go, if you don't have anything else that you need to work on with Tass here, you could come along and at least see the place. No, I'm super useless right now. Yeah, are you good? Yeah, yeah, Tass? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. It's can, really yeah, pretty. If I can go, that'd be amazing. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, all right, so Tass, I'll, I'll be back as soon as possible. Sure, no problem. Oh, Megan, make sure to tell Ferguson that I said... The cowboy walks at midnight. He'll know what that means. Okay. Sounds good. Got okay. it. Cowboy walks at midnight. All right. Uh, and I'll head outside the building and then try and take us to, uh, I mean, I guess just specifically to Ori. All right. So Jake and Megan vanish in a burst of fire. You appear on the parapets outside of the royal chamber in Elnor. Ori spins around and knocks an arrow at you. Oh, Holy crap, man. Sick. You're into archery now? Yeah. There's some really cool stuff to be learned here, man. And you can tell just looking at Ori, he's in pretty good shape. He was not in bad shape before. Uh, his beard is much longer. It's very dark. He's wearing most of a shirt. He looks pretty ripped. <laughs> man, that's very cool. I'm pretty jealous. Hey, uh, this is Megan. Megan is part of the team now. Megan, this is Ori, our good friend and vampire. Oh, hey, how's it going? Good. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, you too. Hey, man, I've got we got so much to catch up on. I wish we had time, but I went to a different world where you were there and you had like big spike fuck off knuckles and it was oh, it was so radical. We'll talk about this later. You know how time passes real weird here. I'm kind of in a hurry. Oh, not anymore. What? Ferguson, he, he fixed it. Fuck yeah. We could just like hang out here. Yeah, it's like we're on the same time. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean... That probably has some negative ramification, but I can't think of it right now. Like, this is just cool for me. That's kind of what Ferguson said, too. He thought, like, <laughs> but he thought it would be better for us, like, in the long run. They just kind of, like, well, you know what? I just, I'm not even going to try to explain it. Let's just go. Let's talk to him. All right. Okay. You All got right. a minute? We got to go. What do you want? <laughs> I was so excited to see you. I forgot to ask. Uh, we can walk and talk. Let's okay. walk and talk. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll follow him to wherever we're going, but as we go, I'll say like, so do you remember when we first came to Hawaii, did you remember Natalie? She was one of our agents, or at least supposedly she was. Oh, the they had the two people with her that got turned? Yeah. Yeah. What was her deal? Was she actually, as far as you know, was she just an agent of ours? 
Yeah, as far as I know. Why? Because it turns out she was a vampire. Oh. She's the one that kind of lured us there. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't know that. And you really didn't know that, right? This isn't a compulsion thing. Oh, no, no. Like, since I've been here, I haven't been feeling that that hold over me and stuff. In fact, I'm actually, like, remembering things that I think I'd been made to forget every now and then. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, he opens the door to the Room of Magic. The first thing you notice is that this room is much larger than it was before. Uh, It used to just be the one ring of the runes that collected the magic. There are like a dozen of those now. This room has been expanded in a huge way. And Ferguson is moving around between some of the circles. And in two of the circles, you see the glowing blue image of Reeves. And in another one, you see the glowing blue image of Rachel. Well, good to see you. Good to see you, too. What is happening in here? Oh, well, wonderful side effect that I wasn't thinking about, but when Tass took that necklace home with him, anytime he encounters magical energy, it seems to just be feeding over here. So we've just been storing it up. I've built new runes. We're charging them. I even found a way to use some of the ambient magic to make our days and our nights the same so we line up with you. And uh, at one point, these two, pretty close to one another, just popped up inside and... Reeves turns and she looks at you and waves, and as does Rachel. What? This is extraordinary. Yeah, it's been kind of weird being over here, but it seems that whatever I was made of uh, got pulled into that necklace that Ferguson made because I guess magical energies here and magical energies there maybe aren't exactly the same thing, so it doesn't seem to really care what it pulls in over there, but it sent us over here, and so, hi. Hi. Hi to both of you. Hi to all of you. Oh, my God. Um... All right, Megan. Hey, more exposition here. So uh, Reeves was actually one of the people on the space station, the original one that we're talking about. And she, oh, this is awkward. She she what, Jake? Is here now. And uh, for a time, we actually kind of had her spirit in a gem. And then suddenly we didn't, and we never really knew what happened to it. And uh, likewise, Rachel was in Hawaii and was a vampire. Yeah. And she also is here now. And for a while, she was in Tass's brain, which is another whole thing. Uh, And I guess she's not anymore. Do you remember like what you were and then you weren't? Do you remember what happened, really? It was kind of a slow transition. Like, I remember losing little bits every now and then of like seeing through his eyes until I was suddenly here. Like, there was a, a midway point of seeing here sometimes and seeing there sometimes and i remember trying to talk to him and not being able to get the words out huh well i wonder what makes tass what he is now without you yeah we actually talked about that a little and i think the same way my astral projection was pulled here i think that's what happened to rachel too that magical essence of rachel stayed with tass because it was firmly powering that gem in his mind but the persona of rachel the the soul the spirit her collection of thoughts or feelings whatever you want to call it the gym didn't need that, and so it was absorbed, and uh, well, here we are. Oh, boy, this got this has gotten so much heavier. I expected this to be just a quick in and out, get an answer for, to a question. Uh, okay, so we were here to get some answers from Ori about some stuff that's going on, but you two are actually like, this might be perfect. You guys might have some extra answers for me. So right now, they rebuilt the space station. A crew is back up there, and it seems like they've all been turned to vampires. It seems like there was one wolf and sheep's clothing up there that has been systematically turning all of them and it's natalie rachel do you remember natalie from hawaii no before Eston caught me all my time in hawaii was spent at the fishing village man okay we're trying to figure out something about her origin 
to figure out if she's like born a vampire or if she was turned by Esten or something. So we know, you know, whether she's working under a thrall and like needs to be saved. Well, if she was acting under Esten's thrall, I mean, he's gone, so it would be broken now, right? Well, no, not exactly. Uh, somehow Esten is back. What? How? Uh, I, we don't know. Esten's the one that captured Megan, and it was well after we killed Esten in Hawaii. So we don't know how. We don't know if somehow he came back, if somehow the kill didn't stick, or if somehow it's a different Esten. But somehow he's out and about in our world still. And Ori looks around at all of you. Um, I think, uh, I think I might have an answer for that one. I think I helped to bring him back from the dead. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.